Pastor Jeff Johnson on how we are to be both salt and light in this world. We're light. That's what we do. Because he says the church is in the world to shine. So salt is what we are. We cause a thirst. Light is what we do. We shine. I like that because first it's our lives that speak, then our lips. And isn't that the way it should be? I mean, first, get it in line with God, your life, right with God, and then comes the horizontal, your lips. Then you can, you can share and people will listen because your life has been changed. You have the character of the son or daughter of God. Your spirit leads me on And I'm running after Hi there. Glad you could join us for today's Sound Doctrine. In a moment, we'll turn things back over to our teacher, Jeff Johnson, who today resumes our study of the Sermon on the Mount. Today, we're learning what we are to be like in these last days. Jesus summed it up perfectly. We are to be both salt and light. Salt is what we are. We cause a thirst. Light is what we do. We shine. Let's hear more about this now, shall we? In part two of Occupy. Till I come. Past 50 years, everyone looked and said, if socially we can change society, we need, to, we need to do something. Politically, we need to change. Socially, we need to change. And yet today, as we look back, we have that, uh, that blessing of being able to now, okay, did it work? Well, no, it didn't work. In fact, we're more immoral and in device today than we ever were 50 years ago. What does that tell us? Where man's great education is taking him. Where his great, you know, inventions are bringing us. Golden era. It's getting dark. There is a need for salty Christians. I think we need to examine ourselves. Are we salt? Are we causing others to be thirsty for the things of God? You know, we see it affecting life when we see changed individuals come into positions of decision. Like if a Christian judge or if a man who was a judge becomes a Christian, when he gets on that bench, he brings forth change, doesn't he? He begins to become that salt. Or when a a man becomes a Christian and he's in the police uniform. He brings change. And he becomes true salt. A construction worker, a teacher, or whatever. A doctor. You know, you might be of little strength, and we might not be a many, but we are few, but we are strong in him. And it only takes a few to permeate the rest around us. You might be the only one at work, the only one at school, but you're there. And God's hand is upon your life. Our society is rotting. 
Families are decaying. Individuals are being polluted. And everybody stands up and they says, well, here are the, here's the answer. We need a new president. And I, I, again, you know, test it. Is this the answer? Oh, no, no, it's not really the answer, but we need education. It's educating the kids. It's, it's in education. It's in money. It's in gun control. Man goes on and on and on trying to find the answers. Individual Christians living for Jesus Christ, giving their hearts to the Lord, being centered in Christ, spreading the gospel is the answer. Remember what Jesus said? You need to repent, turn from the life that you're living and turn towards God, the kingdom of heaven. Then follow after me. I'll make you fishers of men. And then I want to teach you the way you're to live. I want to give you those Christian characteristics and you'll live more abundantly. And people will look at you and will begin to be thirsty. Their lives will be affected. Notice verse 14 in our text. He says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Now, from here on out, Jesus does something very interesting. He states a principle, and then he begins to illustrate the principle with a few verses after it. And he'll do that all along with the Sermon on the Mount. Give the principle and then illustrate the principle. And he's doing it here with, you are the light of the world. Now, he said, I am the light of the world, didn't he? But now he's saying, you are the light of the world. You're the answer. Now, what does that mean? Is he the sun that's shining, that's so powerful, and then we're the moon, and then we're reflecting to the earth this light? Now, that's a neat analogy, and it sounds great just reflecting the sun, the S-O-N, to this world. But I think it's more than just reflection. I think what he's talking about here is, I've lit up your life. (laughs) The fire of God has come within us. And there's a a spark that got things burning in my heart. And I burn towards God now. And therein is the light that men see. Our love for God. It's powerful. So light... You are that light. The world is, Isaiah says, I love the way he describes it, in gross darkness. Not just darkness, but gross darkness. And I believe that we're here. Now, the world does have light. And it does have its hopes and its philosophy. But it never illuminates anything. The world does say we're better in every way. And and they say, well, we're wiser. I mean, this is the new age of enlightenment they talk about. New Age of Enlightenment. And Jesus says, no, that's a bunch of hogwash. (laughs) You are the light of the world. Not what they're talking about, you. You know, you get pointing at stuff, you got three coming back at you. You know, this is the answer, that's the answer. Wait a minute, what about me? And that's what he's saying. We're the answer. It is interesting that this age of enlightenment is the age that's seeking to discredit and to undermine the scriptures, isn't it? To come against the holy word of God as never before. We're seeing it in every stratum of society. Men putting the word of God down, arguing it, and saying, and all. why? Because if there's accountability with God, then I am accountable to God, and I don't want to hear that. I, I sh- I've got to do something. So he tries to discredit the Bible. 
Over in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, he talks about that in the last days, knowledge will increase and men will go and travel to and fro. Well, we've seen that take place. I believe, number one, that knowledge has increased, and especially with the church, our knowledge of prophecy has definitely increased, hasn't it? We know that we're children of the light, and we don't need to know about the seasons. We're there. It's time. But what about this thing of knowledge increasing? Well, it is getting better in our living conditions, and, and they say, yes, we're enlightened. It's we're, we're living in easier life and more modern conveniences. You girls are looking at your home appliances and going, yeah, just throw it in and wash it. Hit a button, you know. Throw it in, hit a button. Throw it in, hit a button, you know. And yeah, it's getting better. I like these conveniences. And they're nice. Air travel, I mean, you can get from here to there just like that now. Interesting. Living is better. But is that true? I mean, as we're laying in our electric blankets, are we sleeping better? Are we really sleeping better? And as we pull up to the fast food, my question is, are we eating better? <laughs> and they bring out those big tubes of fat, you know, and you just pulled up and just down it, man. Just go for it, you know. Just go, whoa. <laughs> well, this is what we... You know, we just invented this, man. This is for you, you know. Man's knowledge. He's done so much. Yeah, he's done so much that we can now have pornography brought right into our very homes via the TV and the video and the great invention of the computer. It's just like man in the very beginning. God says to Adam and Eve, don't touch that tree. Which one? <laughs> so we get this blessed, supposedly awesome thing of man's knowledge, computer. And then we go, what's in it? Let me try this room. Let me go over here. And we get caught up. Man's knowledge is... So great, and he has this capacity now to control a nuclear war. And he can take that nuclear bomb and destroy a city, and it'll stop there. Oh, he knows so much. He's doing great. I would say that worldly knowledge has increased, but godly knowledge has decreased. And smart men continue to make stupid mistakes. It's, I think, a lack of wisdom. And wisdom comes from above. Oh, you might have knowledge. But that's not the answer. Where's your wisdom to deal and what to do with the knowledge that you have? That's what he lacks. Relationships are falling apart and rotting. Families are in gross darkness upheaval. Over in Matthew 24, in verse 38, Jesus says, and as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking. Well, there's a lot of drinking going on around for sure. And yet, marrying and giving in marriage over and over again, changing wives until that day that Noah entered into the ark. Oh, the catastrophe that's hit the home. The kids that are without fathers and mothers, without mothers that are at home. I heard a statistic the other day 
that talks about 15% of families today in this nation have the mother not working in the home with the children. And we wonder why, what's wrong with our children? Who's babysitting the kids? What do the kids need but a mother in the home? The Bible says this. This is not my philosophy. But man says, well, I, I can't do that. I can't have this and that and this and that. This, we got to do this. Well, then if you got to do that, then you're going to suffer the consequences. And that's what we're seeing today. Our society is just stretched out. The family has been destroyed. 15% have a husband that is working and the mother being at home. 15%. That's it. The rest are, are families that are all, you know, married and her children, my children, their children. And, and it's just everybody's just, you know, the kids are insecure, to say the least. And if you destroy a nation's family, you've destroyed the nation. Great darkness. The early church did so much with so little, it's unbelievable. And yet here we are with this great communications, right? We got these telecommunications, satellites, and all of this communications. And yet the early church had nothing. And they went by word of mouth and spread the gospel throughout the known world. The whole world, Colossians says. Colossians chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. The whole world. And yet we're losing people as we, every day goes on, we're losing more people from hearing the gospel. We're not able to do it. Interesting. Even great men don't have answers to the problems of today. Great psychiatrists that can be able to sit down and look at a person and hear what they're saying and say, I can categorize you. You're a schizo. Thank you. you know. Now heal me, you know. Well, I don't know what to do about your problem. I can tell you where you fit. But I don't, to do it with your problem, here's, here's a little thing of pills. Just start taking one a day. You won't care about the schizophrenia, you know. <laughs> that's his answer? That's, that's what you got? After all your schooling and all your years and education, you're handing out pills for the ills? But I don't have the answer. Many at a loss and don't know what to do with the kids killing kids. We just had another one last, this last week. Is it going to stop? No, it's going to continue to go on. Why are they doing this? What kind of a darkness is this? And great men of great wisdom, the worldly wise, are coming together. And they say, well, what are we going to do? Well, all we can do is let's offer them to get a, pay for a man to, with a, to have a gun on, on campus. And, and then we'll give them some uh, metal detectors and give them some counseling. We'll pay for it, the government says. But just please stop this. And thinking that money is the answer. And giving to the, the schools these little barriers that are going to stop it. No, man's heart is evil. The imaginations of his mind are evil because of what he's been feeding on. And it continues. That's not the answer. The only true light is the answer, and that is the Lord. I am the light of the world. And then he says to us, and you now are the light of the world. Now, it's interesting that this was after, Jesus is saying this, after Plato has already done his thing and Socrates has said his philosophy and Aristotle has done his thing. This is past. All these guys come up with these great sayings, but it was empty. Then Jesus comes on the scene and says, 
these very simple words. This is the answer. There's only one way, only one truth, only one life. I am the only way to get to heaven. There is no other way. I'm the only way to be changed and have a new nature as an individual. And then he points to us and says, now you guys are the light of the world. We're the answer that this dark day needs. You're the light that's in this dilemma. I love what um, Paul says in Corinthians. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. Listen to this. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. Notice, the world by wisdom didn't know God, their wisdom. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so God says, I'm going to just anoint my word, my gospel, and what I sent my son to do, that if you will listen, if you will receive what he did on that cross for your sin, that you will be saved. You will not perish. Powerful. You'll have everlasting life. I love what he says over in uh, John's gospel, chapter 12. In John 12, in verse 35, he says, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness comes upon you. For he that walks in darkness knows not whether he goeth. He's blind. While you have light, believe in the light, that you may be the children of light. So he lights up our lives. And then over in John again, John's Gospel 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Going on further, Paul talking to those in Ephesus in chapter 5, in verse 8, For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. And so his nature within us. So now we not only reflect him to a dying world, but we're burning as lights within our own hearts. And they see our lives are changed. And they're attracted to what they see. And that's what he says. You put a light on a hilltop. You don't put it under a bushel. Interesting. We're salt. That's what we are. Are we zesty? Are we causing others to want to drink a water? You know, when you, when you have hot sauce and you get into the hot stuff, you immediately want water, right? And does water help? No. But let us be like that hot sauce that's causing people to at least reach out and then to share with them that Jesus is the answer. He will cool it. He will give you living water and he will fill your thirsty soul. He's the answer. We're light. That's what we do. Because he says the church is in the world to shine. So salt is what we are. We cause a thirst. Light is what we do. We shine. I like that because first it's our lives that speak, then our lips. And isn't that the way it should be? I mean, first, get it in line with God, your life, right with God, and then comes the horizontal, your lips. Then you can, you can share and people will listen because your life has been changed. You have the character of the son or daughter of God. So the Beatitudes speak so loud. Then comes the sermon on the mount, right? First Beatitudes, character, then sermon to the world. 
because you're the only Bible that they're going to read sometimes, right? So let them read a real Bible, a real person that's really been touched, that's really in love with Jesus. Let them read it, that they would be excited and, and be attracted to the Lord. You're listening to Sound Doctrine with Pastor Jeff Johnson, and he's got just a bit more to say. We'll have that for you in just a moment. You can get today's study on CD when you call us toll-free, 800-353-7553. The suggested donation is $5. Again, that's 800-353-7553. You can also replay any message that you enjoy at SoundDoctrineRadio.org. And listen to Pastor Jeff through the Sound Doctrine podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Marijuana, self-realization, meditation, self-hypnosis, psychedelic drugs, yoga. Jeff Johnson tried all of that and more in search for the clear light. But it wasn't until he met Jesus that his life truly changed, and he experienced life and light. In his book, The Seeker, you'll hear this amazing testimony, and I think you'll be left greatly encouraged and thankful. We're offering The Seeker right now at SoundDoctrineRadio.org. You can also call us at 800-353-7553 to order resources from us. Sound Doctrine is listener-supported. Simply put, it takes, a, it takes a team to accomplish this goal of reaching people around the world with the sound doctrine contained in God's Word. Whether it's a one-time gift or ongoing monthly support, God is using it in great ways to impact people with His life-changing truth. You can make a secure donation online at SoundDoctrineRadio.org or by calling 800-353-7553. If you've been blessed as you've studied along with Pastor Jeff, please let us know. Email us today at sounddoctrine at calvarydowney.org. And also mention the station that you're listening to and tell us what the Lord is doing in your life. Again, reach out to us at sounddoctrine at calvarydowney.org. Now, with these final thoughts about being a a light in a dark world, once again, here's Pastor Jeff. So light dispels the darkness. When you go into a room, you don't take a baseball bat and try to drive out the darkness, right? Because if you do, you're going to be there all day long. And the darkness will just look at you and just be there. No, you go over and turn on the light. And that's what Jesus is in one's life. The darkness flees. And so light manifests the darkness also. It reveals it, but it drives it out. So a child of light exposes and reveals sin. I love that song we used to sing, It Only Takes a Spark to Get a Fire Going. And then soon all those around warm up to to its glowing, you know. The fire that he started in our hearts spreads. But it has to start with me. That's where revival starts. Remember, men love their darkness rather than the light, though. They persecuted Jesus. Why? Pharisees hated him. He was pure. He was holy. And he was a threat to them. And he revealed their darkness, their sin. They wanted, let's get rid of him. Kill him. They hadn't any idea what they were doing. And when they put him on the cross, they thought, oh, finally, he's going to be dead. But Jesus hung there for the joy that was set before him. Why? Because he saw that each of us would illuminate as soon as he died, because he died for the sins of the world. And those that would believe in him, 
would then follow him and be fishers of men. Would be little lights everywhere. I mean, we, he, Jesus would be spread out throughout the whole world now. Satan really blew that one, didn't he? Thinking, oh yeah, you know, got him now. Oh, you don't know what you started. Because this is going to permeate every family and everyone's going to hear. So we need to die to self, to live for the Lord. And we'll have this effect on those around us. Again, the worldly wise, they, they are at a, a loss of what, what is going on. And yet, here we are saying, hey, I know the answer. He changed my life. I was blind, but now I see. I was dead, but now I'm alive. What you need is Jesus. Today is the day. Now is the time to receive Christ and get the answers. So the world's problem, its, it's root is sin. It's selfishness. It's self-centeredness and self-seeking. His darkness is, is a sinful nature within him. And look at the passions that are coming out, the lusts that are coming out that are so ungodly. And look at the reasons for people doing things today. Laws, education, or knowledge will not change that individual. Time in prison won't change that individual, won't, you know, reform that individual. No, the greatest revolutionist ever is Jesus Christ, and he's come to this world to revolutionize our lives to change us from within. It starts within, then comes without. And we become salt and light. We're talking about the law of the kingdom next time on Sound Doctrine as we go deeper into the Sermon on the Mount with Pastor Jeff. This program is listener-supported and brought to you by Calvary Chapel Downey. So, Father... 